Welcome back to another episode of the Edge Podcast. This week, we dig into each of our personal lives and discuss the notion that there are many things in life that are just as, if not more important than our businesses. We really hope you enjoy this episode, and let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another weekly episode of the Edge Podcast. How are you doing today, Jacob? Good, you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a pretty relaxing Thursday for me, typically kind of like the day off, so haven't been up to much yet. I uh, just kind of did a quote this morning and have kind of been relaxing until this podcast so far, so it's pretty chill. Yeah, I woke up with a cold yesterday. Me too, actually. Probably here. Not and, like uh, a full-on cold, but like my sinus is like super... Yeah, well, like, obviously, like, immediately, Kayla's like, you're not leaving the house at all today, and, like, <laughs> made me go get a COVID test, like, yesterday, you know, and, like, you know, wouldn't let me leave the house until I got it back, kind of thing, so. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today, Connor? Doing pretty good. It's been, same thing, fairly relaxing day, just got to go see a couple franchisees, got somebody signed back, and same thing. My nose is a little bit stuffed up as well, but not crazy bad at all. I wonder if we all got the flu together. <laughs> somebody, somebody was ta- I was talking to somebody, and uh, like they were talking, they, they were like, "Yeah, it's so weird. Like everybody and like everybody I know is like sick." And I was like, "Weird. All the people that you hang out with are all sick at the same time." Like <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> but, no, I think I think it's because like after being in isolation for like a whole year like our immune systems are probably like non-existent and so everybody's kind of starting to go out again and then like just catching like just a bug of some kind you know kind of thing yeah i agree i mean it's uh when you shelter yourself i think it kind of does stuff to your body you know like as a kid like they when they say if you drop something it's okay to eat it because like it's just going to make your immune system a bit stronger kind of thing i think like being in a house for a year and a half like with no interaction really um your body's probably just opening itself up to like all these different things so yeah i totally feel that but um what have you been up to today have you been pretty busy or just kind of hanging out nice nice how about you connor anything exciting going on today that's smart. Um, for the, f- the first half, like I said, I just went and dealt with a couple signbacks, uh, got people locked in for next year, which is super exciting. Um, somebody, I helped them choose a new area, which was awesome. Um, just did a quick tour, uh, a little tour to Edmonton to help them plan it out. And then after this, I'm going to take a look at some safety stuff with another franchisee who's having a hard time with some, some ladder placements, but there i live in their area so it's a pretty short drive then we got our zoom call after so nice nice yeah i know we were talking about uh the ladder placement thing um it's always fun when you get called out to go do something like that hey it's like you never know what you're gonna really look at <laughs> I, mean, I know walk up, it could be like a 25 <laughs> degree it could be like a 25 degree roof or it could be like a 120 degree pitched roof like <laughs> yep and th- there's my, my favorite of the times that I'll just walk up, look at a spot, put a ladder down and leave. 
Because <laughs> there's just sometimes just some franchisees, if they never dealt with a with a peak in a certain way or a certain type of roof, they just don't know until they know and they realize how simple it is. And it's like they're just done. Most of most like difficult to reach spots, like you honestly don't know until you like just try to put the ladder up and yeah. like see if it works. That's how I always find like just from looking at it even it's like hard to tell exactly how you're going to get to some places sometimes and then you just kind of like play with the ladder a little bit and find the right placement but yeah yeah and i get that a lot too because i get a lot of pictures sent to me a lot with along with the question hey how do i get to blank and it's almost impossible to tell from a picture i remember even in our dm group chat i think it was ryan williams sent us a picture of a pond in someone's backyard probably a 20 25 foot peak just above the pond and all of us were pondering different ideas and i guess <laughs> the franchisee finally tried to just put the ladder up and it just cleared the pond there was not even an issue yeah yeah well uh what's uh you said you had something to talk about the like oh or something yeah i got some interesting news yesterday and it kind of wanted me prompted me to want to talk a little bit about um, the different things that, that we value, um, I guess like, I'll pop into my news a little bit. Um, I got a bit of a, a tough phone call from, from a family member who's been dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. They actually found out the other day that they have, it's my mom found out that she has cancer again for the fourth time. So it's, and with how, how headstrong she is and how stubborn she is and how, Often she'll she'll push off telling people about things. The fact that she's telling me this early makes me a little worried that it's might be a bit more serious. So um, we'll kind of have to see see how that progresses. But it made me think a lot about the different things that we do and the choices we make in terms of of what we value and the, the time we spend with people. And it's because it's it was with with us. I know at this time of year it's really easy because we can just drive around a lot and see each other quite often and. But in like say the winter time or even in the preseason, it's it's a lot harder. But Zoom has made it a lot easier again. But um, it's we we're always we're often stuck in positions where we have to make different uh, stuck in situations where we have to make different decisions about what we value, about what we want to say spend our time on, spend our money on. And for me, it's it's always been been people. That's why if I had the decision, the opportunity to say go on a five hundred dollar shopping spree or spend four or five hundred bucks driving through Saskatchewan to see friends I hadn't seen for a while, I'm gonna make the trip ten times out of ten. And I know we are even trying to plan a little trip here soon to go do an extra camping trip or to do something. And I have a trip planned down towards um, to go camping uh, this weekend, which will be super nice. But it's it's all just to kind of really try to keep in touch with with friends. Yeah, experiences like yeah, it's like uh, you know if you if you can get to a point where like like you you just don't want to feel bad about like uh, like I remember somebody told me this like don't feel bad about like you know going out for dinner with a bunch of friends and maybe you spend you know a little more than you usually do because it's like really you don't go to like you don't go to dinner necessarily with a bunch of friends for the food. Like you usually you're going like for the experience to spend time with people or, you know, you don't go, go camping. Like obviously it's, it's all about like the experience and, and stuff like that. You should never feel bad. Like yeah. if you're ordering food in every single night, then maybe you should look at like, you, you know, some of your habits maybe like if, and if you're like low on your budget, whatever, but like really you should uh, try not to feel bad about like 
spending money on experiences. Oh, absolutely. And if someone were to ask you, you had a thousand dollars or 500 bucks or whatever it was saved up, if someone asked you in 10 years, what, what happened to that money? What did you spend it on? If it wasn't an experience, you'll never know. You will, you have literally no idea. You would even, wouldn't even know if it, if you even just kept it in the same account. But if you say went on a trip, bought a concert ticket, bought something, you'll always remember that. You, someone can ask you, Hey, how was that concert? How was that trip? How was blank? And you'll be able to answer immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah. I think, uh, kind of like thinking about experiences it's it's funny how like something like that would uh bring that up to you and that like prior to to getting that news like you potentially wouldn't have like really put a lot of thought into that you know mm-hmm. even though it's a very important topic um i always feel like there's like significant things that happen in someone's life at a certain time and it's for a certain reason so like maybe for you um it, it's kind of telling you that like obviously like maybe you've been like caught up in work and now like you want to focus on like rebuilding all those relationships and making sure you see people that you like really care about and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's super important, um, kind of taking the time and putting enough value on business and personal life. Um, I had a pretty like good talk recently with someone just about how a lot of my focus and effort has like recently really been going towards work and like, not kind of holding those relationships with a lot of the people in my life outside of out, out of work. Um, obviously the people that I work with, um, really like building those quite a bit, but you know, like friends from outside of the company, uh, potentially like maybe not taking enough time to see them or, uh, even like going for dinners or whatever with my mom, like, you know, like just little things like that. Sometimes, um, the value that you're placing on different things isn't quite like what it should be. Well, I actually had a conversation like, you know, on the contrary, where like, uh, this person's kind of trying to, you know, uh, make a big step next year and, uh, you know, start, start going for, for some larger numbers within their business. And, uh, and, and we were kind of chatting about it and and I was just like, you know, really like, I, I know it's fun to go, you know, on a boat ride with your friends and like with your, with your friends from school or your old high school friends or whatever. But I said, like, ultimately, like, the people I spend the most time with are basically top performers within student works. So it's not like, it's not like, uh, like, like the, the point is, like, you, you usually rise to the people around you or you, you plateau to the people around you, right? So, like, um, I don't know, like, I kind of, I kind of feel like, like, I've definitely kind of moved in the other direction where, like, I've, I've recently really just focused on nourishing the relationships I have like with people with similar goals and that are also in like similar life phases because that's the other big thing is like a lot of my friends that are like still going to school and stuff like that like the big reason it's not like I'm in a better spot or worse than them it's just like we're just completely in different like spots in life you know so it's like kind of tough to relate to each other like other than like drinking beer and like playing spike ball you know <laughs> so yeah you know, yeah i think it's uh go ahead it's hard to yeah sorry um, i would say sometimes it's hard to like like bond with the some people that like you used to really well because yeah like when you hit a certain point um some people are like okay to c- kind of like the idea of like coasting and then some people want to like really drastically improve it and 
Uh, I know we talked about this, like, I think two podcasts ago, but like the idea of like it happens at different times for different people, just more in regards to like lifetime and, and goals and stuff like that. Like sometimes it starts young. Sometimes you need to go through some experiences and like get some of that angst or whatever out before you actually really like kind of buckle down and start really working towards a career and that, like that's fine but that's why I think like it doesn't really like mesh sometimes is because people might just be in different points and like different parts of their lives and that's fine like obviously you still stay connected to them and like I, I'm sure like in the next five years you'll really see them grow like kind of into like more of like a routine of like what you would expect is like kind of something that um, you guys could kind of talk about or get along a little bit more with um, but yeah, like I said, like it just, sometimes it's just different, different timing for different people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've just, <clears throat> I've definitely like recently taken the, the route of like, you know, like if you're, if, if like, if I don't feel like it's like a two way relationship, like I, I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel like I'm, o- I'm only taking like, you know, like, so like, like I don't want to be sitting down for coffee and being that guy that's like, you know, the only one like you know ask it you know what i mean yeah but i also don't want to be in a relationship where i feel like it's the the opposite you know like i'm happy to help people and stuff but like we're not like i'm not going to call us friends if if like every time we talk like all you do is question me (laughs) yeah or or not question me but like interview me you know yeah i know you're saying it it can be be tiring (laughs) yeah yeah and but even like even the people like I mean, I, I, there's people that used to be in my life where like, you know, it's like, I, I can't even like talk about the things I accomplish, I feel, because I, I feel like bad, you know? Or like it's annoying them. That's how I feel. Which is, I I feel like I, I feel like it comes across as like I'm bragging or whatever. And it's just like, no, like this is a big thing I accomplished and, you know, I'm pretty proud of it. But like, I feel like if I tell you, like, you're just going to be like annoyed or whatever, or like you know, just think I'm bragging kind of thing. And it's just like, I don't think that's, I also like a very good, you know, like I feel like I should be allowed to like talk about what's going on in my life, you know, without feeling bad. So, yeah. Well, I mean the people around you should support you, right? Like I saw this thing on Instagram yesterday. It was pretty funny. It was like, it was just like a a two picture collage and the top was just like, some people are like jealous of their friends. And then the bottom, it was like, I'm out here rooting for all of them to be as successful as possible, whether that's more successful or less successful than me. Absolutely. And that's like, that's what I think is important, right? Like regardless of if they're, they got a raise like at the gym they work at or like at McDonald's or like they're running their own business or they just signed a huge client at like a finance company or like whatever that looks like, like it should always be like celebratory instead of like kind of more of like a, a toxic kind of thing. But well, and the other thing is, is like if you, if you, don't surround yourself like if you surround yourself with people that are like quote unquote like you know maybe maybe bring you down a bit and don't help you level up like I think one of the things is like another great thing to have in a friend in my opinion is somebody who will tell you when you need to get your shit together you know like there's you know because there's a time for both like there's a time for like saying good job and there's also a time when it's like hey dude like as your friend you need to like get some shit together because like you know, like, so, I mean, it's kind of a balance. And I feel like if you're hanging out with the people that like, aren't, I guess like they, they put you on sort of a, on sort of a pedestal, then like maybe they, they just don't feel like they have the right to like be able to tell you when you need to fix some shit, you know? 
Yeah, it's important Anyways. to have the balance. And even a little bit of, of competitiveness, too, is is always fun. But then you have to be careful with that because there's, there's a fine line because it's often something like the friendly competitiveness that can turn into that, that jealousy side. When in reality, even if somebody, like you said, Riley, were to say close a big finance dealer, whatever, that person's success would have zero impact on the other person, whether it was like higher or lesser value of success. So there's no reason to not be excited in any sense, right? Like even with us, like we're in the same industry, but me having success here in Edmonton or even you two in Calgary, one of you two having a high level success, it's not impacting the other one. So there's never any downside to, to one of you succeeding. Well, it was funny. I remember, I think it was my second year and this is when like me and Nick Graham started to like talk and like become better friends and like I hadn't really wrapped my head around the idea of like being happy for other people. I was it was more definitely like of a jealousy thing. But I remember like I had like a small like amount of like resent towards him because he'd like do these huge numbers but wouldn't have to nearly work as hard as I would. I remember to, that. Like, do that. <laughs> but it, it's a different industry, right? And like he there's a different level of like difficulty there and like I didn't understand that coming in, like to a second year. I was just like, Oh, well like he only has to do like whatever, 85 quotes, and he still books 250 grand. Like, I had to do 160 quotes just to book 100. Like, obviously, like, we could get into those those figures and you'd see how poor it was. But, um, yeah, like, learning that, like, you should just be happy for people who are doing well around you, like, this year especially. Like, everyone, on the, like, is just flying on the, le- like, on the leaderboards, not on the leaderboards. People are just kind of, like, exceeding their goals. And once I kind of learned, like, not to resent other people's success but like kind of be like congratulate like congratulate them in a way of like wow that's awesome like you're crushing it um the mindset of like how i felt with regards to jealousy and stuff definitely like improved but yeah it's funny how like the same industry he lives like in a completely different province and like just me not like really understanding kind of like my own feelings i guess Uh, there's also like different problems like i think it's like also important to note that like it always appears like there's certain people who can like book more work, but like maybe their issue is production, you know, or like or hiring versa, or well, yeah, like hiring. Like yeah. for for example, his is hiring, like yeah, <laughs> finding people. A, well, small towns, typically that's the issue. They can book work, you know, for, for forever and ever, but like they have a hard time with hiring. So it's like, obviously it's hard to empathize with that. Like when you live in a big city, but like, yeah, I think it's important just to understand, like it's not easy anywhere you go, you know, like this business is, pretty tough tough to do anywhere you are you know yeah and and i just like want to bring it up because i thought it was funny about like the whole way that like we're talking about like being happy for your friends and stuff but like before like i really understood everything like i was like definitely not i was just like more making excuses i guess but yeah it it was very interesting so yeah we've digressed quite a bit (laughs) Well, that's, I'm sorry to hear that about your mom, Connor. That's, uh, it's pretty shitty. Cancer definitely sucks. So she's a, she's a nice, tough woman though. Uh, she, <laughs> I'm sure she'll, she'll have a really good chance with things. Um, how, cause even like you, you had your own little battle when you were a child too. Um, it was, you had lung cancer, right, Jacob? Uh, well, that was one of them. <laughs> no, I had, so I was diagnosed. I mean, like there's like, there's such a, like a long story to kind of get into, but like 
the when I was five, I was diagnosed with a cancer called acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is basically a blood cancer. Um, I should probably know more about it, but <clears throat> I don't. All I, I think it's like a low platelet count or something like that. Basically, like uh, my body couldn't like repair itself essentially. So like you would like tap my, my, my like leg and there'd be like a huge bruise and it'd be like swollen and shit. So like, it was like I, your white blood cells. Yeah. I that's crazy. That. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I should probably know more about it, but, um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, and then, yeah, two years in, uh, because, so what happened is I had like a super fast metabolism when I was younger um and uh like stupid like retarded fast like when i when i taught and, and it was so fast that they were giving me like regular amount of chemotherapy and i was metabolizing it too fast so it wasn't actually doing anything to my body so what they did was they upped the dosage to <clears throat> like one and a half two times the amount the normal amount basically just so that my body would not be able to metabolize it so quickly um, and ironically that actually ended up causing another type of cancer to develop in my lungs, which is what you're talking about. Lungs, liver, and spleen. So they ended up having, and it ended up collapsing actually my lung, uh, my right lung. And they ended up having to like take a, a little, like it, it, the, the, the tumor had like grown so, so big in my right lung that like they ended up having to like kind of confiscate like a bit of, a bit of my right lung. So, Yeah. But it's very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and it left you with that cool tattoo now. <laughs> yeah, some cool scar. I actually, uh, Faith. I this is this is also funny. So Faith didn't know that I had cancer. Um, so <laughs> when when she like first saw, cause I have like some scars on my chest and stuff, and when she first saw it, I like jokingly I told her I, I've been shot. I was like, yeah, it's a bullet hole because it actually kind of looks like a bullet hole, like in my, in my it chest does. here. Because um, there's like one where they cut in was like in the front and in the back, so it literally looks like a bullet went straight through my body. <laughs> um, and she, you know, obviously, like I think she was halfway, like you know, kind of like, no, you're not serious. Wait, is he like serious? Like, <laughs> and then I was like, no, I'm just fucking with you. I had cancer. And she la she starts laughing her ass off. She's like, okay, Jacob, I, I can't, like, talk to you. Like, you're just, you're, like, a clown. And I was like, no, I actually did. <laughs> and she's like, no, you didn't. Come on. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know who was there, but, like, everybody at the table was like, no, he, like, he did. <laughs> like, and oh. she's like, oh, shit. And she, like, felt so bad. <laughs> so I, funny. I, but I, I don't, I don't actually care. But Yeah, that was at our dinner at the keg last year, I think. Oh, were you there? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Out of control. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so with this happening, Connor, like, what do you think you're going to, like, kind of change? Because I know you said it, like, kind of brought up this idea of, like, what's important. So, like, now that this has kind of happened to you, like, what do you think is going to be, like, a big change for you? Um probably just pick up the phone and give her a couple extra phone calls uh, every now and again there's times with with her and I'm sure with a lot of people in student works we get so busy and tied up with things that we can often push off or forget to talk to different people in our lives outside of student works 
and there'll be times where I'll go a week and a half sometimes without talking to either the parents but with something like this especially which like it's bad that this is kind of what has caused it but something like this was like this especially just in case it were to get worse in any way or if it did break through to her stomach or if it did cause any any worse problems um I wouldn't want to know that the last time I talked to her was two weeks ago does she where does she live she's down in Lethbridge oh she is in Lethbridge yeah yeah she's down in Lethbridge she has this little dog named Charles who is a fluffy little shit and all it ever wants to do is just climb on you and lick you so it's good for because when I was when I used to live down in Lethbridge um (laughs) my my mom's had quite the battle she also uh she started losing her her sight 10 years ago so she's to the point now where she has one eye that just completely is is 100% blind and yes I'm blind in one eye no they're not related no it's not genetic um she she started losing she has no sight in one eye and the other eye is pretty blind as well she has something called macular degeneration and so for the past like eight ten years i've been really down there helping out with a lot i would go take her to get groceries go and help her move furniture around hang pictures like do all these different little household tasks and stuff um that she anything she really needed help with even going over to help pour out her like dog dog food and whenever she got a new big bag of dog food or help her build something or whatever right that's why it was that was one of my big things why i was a little bit almost hesitant to take the dm roll up in edmonton in the very first place was because i knew that i was going to be moving so much farther away from her and i needed to make sure that she had the support down there to help her out with all those weird little things without me being down there and it's and i guess like shortly after i moved down um she had another this one's non-cancerous but there's another little growth in the back of her neck it's on her c6 uh, vertebrae it's pushing the the disc into her spinal or into her um, spinal cord and it's causing problems with her grip and a bunch of other things so it was even towards that point so like whenever I go down there to go see her now there's just so many different little little tasks and things that that I'll go to do to help kind of upkeep it because my dad goes over and helps her out from time to time but he'll go over and help her with little small things um, so whenever I'm there, it'll be to go and help move a fridge around or go put a new sink in or do something major that's actually needed. Or even the <laughs> last time I was down there, um, because like the eye thing and everything else, she lost grip of the railing and put her shoulder through the wall by accident. So I had to go patch a hole in the wall, a body sized hole. Um, <laughs> thankfully we have a bit of practice with that. So it made that process a little bit easier. But yeah, that's I guess a long way of going about where she, where she's at with things. But yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a lot to deal with. I mean, I think I think I I haven't had any uh, like thankfully I haven't really had the experience of like having any uh, any anybody close to me with like any kind of uh, serious illness really. Like um, I think the closest that. I've had was like my grandfather you know before we figured it out like he was just he was pretty sick turned out he he was diabetic um yeah. so obviously weird stuff goes on when when you're like diabetic and you don't know so and I I remember being so worried about that because you know it's just it's obviously tough when uh you know a parent or somebody who's like a big influence in your life is 
going through stuff like that for sure so absolutely yeah because how long have because you've lived with your grandfather for quite a while now right well i don't i don't anymore but uh yeah like up until last up until i moved out like he actually moved into my mom's house to uh help once i got uh once i was diagnosed there because uh like we we didn't have a lot of money and my mom like i mean like you know bless her heart like never missed a day at work in her life because she just couldn't she couldn't afford to um otherwise like you know who knows we wouldn't have been able to pay rent or something like that so yeah my grandpa moved in i guess that was like when i was five to just help out with that and uh yeah so he had pretty impact on pretty big influence on my childhood for sure yes that would have been crazy to see him start dealing with that but I mean, that's, that's great that you're doing those, those things. I mean, I think, yeah, like, I guess it puts it in, I, I think uh, they talk about this on the weekly call po- podcast, but it's like such a, it's such a morbid thought when you really think about like how many times you're going to see like your mom or your, or your dad or whatever it, within your lifetime. Yeah. That really like kind of puts it into perspective, like, man. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I I remember when they talked about that, they kind of, they put, I think it was John broke it down in terms of, say you see somebody three times a year for the next, even 30 years, that's a hundred more visits. So every time you see somebody, it's 1% of your visits done. It's crazy that like, yeah, but it's true. Like a lot of people, that's actually the truth. Like that, and that's like insane, you know, to think like, because it seems like such a small number, you know, but yeah, no, I mean, for sure like well especially something like that where you're i mean i i I don't want to say like put a clock on it but like obviously it's like it's like damn i really need to make the most of all the time that i spend with yeah this person yeah so how are you doing um yeah yeah i'm holding i'm holding up all right i'm still i just want to want to wait until she's getting more tests next week and um if with like i said she's a super tough woman i'll <laughs> i got the the best hope for sorry, but riley i guess we'll like see more ass. after the test next week to see sorry riley just ripped ass he wasn't laughing at you there of course he did of course yeah. he did great timing riley come on yeah seriously sorry jacob didn't have to call it Man, out it, it could have been jesus <laughs> christ i thought i heard it too we're i thought it was serious, someone talking we're having a serious <laughs> conversation here fuck should have just got up and went went away for five minutes it's fine yeah no that's uh yeah like i don't know like, like i said i i can't I, I i can't tell you like i know how you feel but that's uh no totally imagine. well it's that's, been like that's one thing that's kind of cool that we that three of us really have in common it's just how like i think with the three of us especially I think our our moms have been the main figure growing up. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, we're all mama's boys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, my mom, uh, I mean, obviously nothing serious is going on with her health, uh, thankfully. But since, because I moved out last September, and, uh, and my mom, my mom and I have had like a pretty, like, complicated relationship for the longest time mm-hmm. uh we're very like you, you know like the whole love language thing yeah like we're very different in that 
like wavelength kind of thing. Like she's, you know, like needs, uh, you know, lots of quality time and, you know, wants, you know, like physical touch and, and that kind of thing. And, and I'm more, uh, strangely enough, I'm actually more like, uh, acts of service and, uh, words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, so anyways, point is I'm not like a huge talker and it always drove her nuts. So, but I, after moving out, it's, it's, you know, I probably see her, I try to see her like once a week, go for dinner or whatever. Um, and it's definitely like, I enjoy my time a lot more with her, you know? And I, I definitely like, now it's like, I'm not taking like all those times where I'd come in after a long day and like, just not want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like I was just totally, you know, like taking, you know, the time that I could spend with her, like for granted. And I guess like now that I don't see her as much, you know, really places it, it actually puts more value i feel like on the time that we spend it absolutely does and the, yeah the, like the quality of the time that we spend together is like quite a bit higher than it was uh when i was living there so yeah yeah it's, it's hard to like place a lot of value on those small interactions right because it's just so typical and such like a daily routine you don't really think of it that much and like you guys both have like so much going on in your lives. So it's more just like a, I want to relax myself. But when you're like physically going out to see someone, um, it's a completely different like atmosphere, right? Yeah. Well, even you, Riley, you moved out a couple, a couple months ago now. How has it been with Sue? Has, like, has she been over lots? Not really. Like I've, uh, I actually just had to talk with her about it. Like just about the, the level of effort that I've kind of been putting in to see her. Um, and like, we've seen each other like probably once bi-weekly kind of thing, but then like there might be like a month that I don't see her, which is obviously not great since we live in the same city and everything. It's just like, like, like I said at the start of the podcast, like sometimes work kind of just takes over and you kind of forget about those things, which like you really shouldn't. But yeah, like I literally like less than a week ago, I had to talk with her about like, uh, seeing her more frequently and like putting in more effort to that. And, um, that's something that like, I really want to work on for next year. Like each year it's gotten better and better and better, but like, I just want to kind of improve it as I continue. Cause I know like life only gets busier. So it's important to like, like I said, place value on your personal life, but also your work life, which is something that Keiko said when she came onto the zoom that like kind of like took away was like how she places like completely equal value on like going for lunch with her friend as she does for like a quote kind of thing, which is kind of, it's, it's really cool, but that's not really the way I like had thought about it before. So that's something that like, is going to be important with me going forward. Um, but overall, like, uh, it's been okay, but it definitely could be better. Well, I mean like ultimately you make time like for what's important. Like I, I have never like people who say they don't have time. I don't buy it, you know? Like, especially, you know, like if you've done the 168 hour exercise, you totally know, you know, like you have so much more time than you think, like usually. Um, so, I mean, like, honestly, it's, it's the same with, uh, you know, it's, it's like, whether it's like spending time with, you know, people like your, your, your mom, your girlfriend, your, your friends, you know, I mean, fucking Connor, I see him every two weeks pretty much like this guy like drives down here, you know I mean? Like that's, <laughs> I mean like, like for someone to say they don't have time, it's just like incorrect. Like it's like you do, it's just like the value isn't there, right? For you or you're not like placing the value, you know? So it's like, um, even like, so 
Kayla and I, we kind of, you know, we've been living together obviously for like 10 months and she recently has been working out in Vermilion, which is like 400 kilometers north of Calgary. So I only see her like every two or three weeks kind of thing as well uh, these days. And I think like it's been good because uh, ironically, it's been good because it's really shown us both that like we were taking a lot of things for granted when we were seeing each other every day and we weren't like our quality time wasn't there. Like we were seeing each other lots, but we weren't like reserving that same like one night a week specifically, you know, and that kind of thing that we used to do. And I think it's like helped a lot, like just kind of, you know, just give us that, uh, that, uh, perspective on, uh, you know, just spending that quality time together, you know? So, and I, I think it's the same thing with, uh, with your parents too. Yeah. I think frequency is something that can definitely like become a factor in a relationship with someone, you know, like if you're frequently seeing someone, uh, it can change the way that that relationship kind of goes. Um, like, like, like you said, like, but if you are away from them, spending time with them is just like a little bit more valuable, I guess. Like it just, you take your, you, you, you kind of really like allow yourself to, to provide more attention to them, like solely. Well, it's like the quality of it's, it's like frequency, you know, it's not all about frequency. It's also about quality. Right. Cause like, like I have relationships, you know, where I talk to guys like every two weeks kind of thing. And, like, we have a great relationship. I think, like, I mean, Connor, like, you and I talk, like, you know, probably once every week or two, I'd say. Like, we have, we have a good conversation. Obviously, now it's going to be, now it's going to be, like, every week. But, like, uh, like that's good. I mean, I'd say we have a pretty solid friendship. Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be about frequency. It's just, like, quality of the conversation and quality of the time that you're spending together. And, like, when you're spending time with that person, like, are you on your phone for most of it? Or are you, like, actually you know presence and are you actually like enjoying are you actually engaging in the conversation yeah yeah are you are you present there and that was that's that's one thing that's it's even you mentioned keiko and i thought about this um i went for a drink and appies with her and a couple other ex-student works people um about a week and a half ago and even with well most not most of my other friends outside student works and even a lot of student works friends you'll still have the phone kind of on the table just in case something happens Keiko I didn't see Keiko's phone for two hour hour and a half two hours something like that which was which was really cool because like you said she put the same value into lunch with friends as she did with into her estimates and we wouldn't be sitting there with our phones out texting during an estimate so yeah you wouldn't be answering the phone call during an estimate right yeah you walk around with the client you're not gonna be like hey sorry just one sec let me take this (laughs) yeah that'd be (laughs) that'd be kind of silly wouldn't it that'd be pretty tough yeah yeah no that's uh, honestly like that's uh that's kind of like it can kind of be encompassed with just the the saying of how you do anything is how you do everything right um that's your favorite you should have had that put that's not my favorite i do have it on my other suit Oh, do you? Nice. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I've got lots of sayings, trust me, but, but I mean, it's so true. I mean, like if you, you know, like, like if you're, you know, like I used to be really good at being on time for estimates, but like I was always late hanging out with for friends and it was like, it didn't make any sense. Like, why am I, why am I like that? Like, obviously I'm just not placing the same amount of value on like hanging out with those people, you know, that I do on estimates. But it's like that. How is that fair to them, you know, and and their time? Like, so it's definitely. I mean, obviously, like you're not gonna lose a friend usually if you're like two minutes late, 
Uh, but like, it's like the consistency of it. Like if you're like just constantly like half an hour late or something for like people are going to get fed up and like, you know, so just like, just like if you're half an hour late for an estimate, you probably won't book the job. Like you're going to, your chances of booking it are gone down like significantly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's super important. Um, obviously is, is just to kind of like, and I think it's an important lesson for a lot of like student works operators, especially is because we get like so caught up in our business throughout the summer. Um, really just like, you know, like Keiko did at your lunch, like putting your phone aside for an hour and a half. And like, if you get a call, um, from a client, let's say like you could answer it, you couldn't answer it. They don't know that you're not available. They, they have no idea what's going on, obviously. Right. Um, but it's important to kind of like just remember that like again you should be present in everything that you're doing and that's something like I've kind of like wanted to work on going forward is just like really trying to unless it's obviously extremely urgent and I'm in the middle of something like really just trying to like place the equal amount of value on both personal and business life because I feel like like kind of like harvesting those connections with the people is, is very important and it shows them that like you're hundred percent like there for them and that you're not like distracted by other things going on. Cause most of it is, is most likely going to be business related. Right. So if you can like put your phone aside for two hours and like give yourself like that mental break of just being like in that moment with that person or whatever you're doing, maybe you're by yourself. Um, I think it's like it, a, it's probably really great for your mental health, but be it also like will reflect in how you're doing things on a daily basis. Yeah. So, um, I also wanted to ask you like with regards to, you know, um, like sign backs and stuff. So like how, cause we don't get to really see a lot of like the, the behind the scenes kind of things. So like, how are those conversations going for you? Like, have they been fairly positive? Like, have you had to like let anyone like go, I guess, like not invite them back or like, h- like how are those conversations going for you? At this point in the year, it's most people, because we've been talking to them for a month, two months about the possibilities of coming back or not coming back. Most people who are going to sign for me, I've already, I've known they were going to sign for a while. I just, I had one person who I thought was done. um, And after a really good conversation with them um, a couple weeks ago, and then meeting with them yesterday in person, um, I have was able to sign them back but there's only really one person that I'm kind of on the fence about but they they have different little milestones and whatnot that they need to be able to reach to 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 earn their way back it's and it's something that if they can show me they can do that they'll come back and they'll kick ass but it's showing that they can put in that that extra little effort but there hasn't really been anyone so far that I've had to, for say, let down. Yeah, that's awesome then. Um, Did you get invited back, Riley? <laughs> no, absolutely not. He, there's no way in hell he's what? getting invited back. <laughs> hey, J- Jacob, yeah, don't, don't tell him, but he's not coming back. I forgot we didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did. But I'm just wondering, cause like, I, and I know um, maybe the person would know or might not know who they are, but like from a DM's perspective, when, when someone's on the fence like that, like, what is it, what do you want to see? Or like, what do you think it would take for you to be fully confident in the fact that like, Hey, like, you know, this person did show me that they were 
willing to put in that effort and like next year they aren't going to do the same thing like I, I can really see that they do want to improve themselves and improve their business and stuff for next year like what is what are those couple of things that you're like actually like physically looking for honestly two words just flew into my mind commitment and consistency if if you can show that you're committed to something in in more than just your words and your actions and you can stay consistent to it those are those are huge they're those are massive for me because if someone because anybody can talk a big game anybody can go out and work hard for a day for two days for three days but it's but can you sustain it can you do everything necessary to to stay consistent and to start seeing like the compounding effects of the different marketing of the efforts of the recruiting of everything that's being that's been put in thus far and for some people being given a goal like that towards the end of the year that can teach them a lot more than perhaps they might have absorbed earlier on in the year because they'll have, they'll be forced to see the results from it if they haven't actually put the effort in early enough which would help them be a lot more successful in this upcoming year yeah i mean i think i think consistently consistency is definitely like the biggest i feel like that's one of the biggest determinators of success like absolutely that and, and that just comes along with grit like how much how much grit do you have can you do you have enough grit to push through like the crappy cold nights the people saying no and everything to stay consistent well i i mean i was talking to uh this this guy that's uh might be a referral of mine and he was just kind of asking me some questions you know about what I do and about the job and all that stuff and uh he's kind of asking me about the interview and stuff and basically I told him the biggest thing is it, like before he even considers you know like going for it and trying to you know get the interview and everything else he really needs to consider what his reason is for doing this because yeah, because uh, this is a guy, I mean, like, he, uh, you know, like, his his father is a very smart guy, and uh, and he's also, uh, he's, he's kind of been uh, fortunate enough not to have had bills up to this point in his life, so he's saved quite a bit of money. So, for him, he doesn't necessarily, like, need the money, uh, from what I understand, from, that's from what I gather, but basically, I just told him he really needs to think about that, because that's what's going to get through like i mean you're going to have days i mean obviously it doesn't matter like how well you're like almost everybody i think has days especially in your rookie year where you wake up and you're just like fuck this you know like and it's like what's going to keep you from from cutting the cord and and staying with it for for the entirety of the summer right well a proper why right because i mean that that's pretty much it (laughs) That's I think that's how you get grit really is is having a, a proper reason for what you're doing. Okay, uh, I, I kind of want to put you on the spot a bit about like grit, <laughs> um, just because like I know you've been going through like a shit time with your people, and I know you really want to get to three hundred. Um, so like, do you think you have like a strong enough why to like be able to get there, or do you think like just because of the time in the summer and everything it's not doable or like like what do you think is like I guess not your why for the the year but like your why of like how you're gonna really like try and push through the last month and a bit of the summer I mean I don't know <laughs> like straight up I know we were talking before this podcast like I'm just like it feels like every time I hire like two people two more people quit 
and like it's like tough because i'm i'm literally two people short of like having the capacity to hit that yeah and it's just like i don't know like it's it, it's pretty frustrating you know like of course yeah it's definitely uh i don't know it's de- i mean it's definitely something con- to consider for sure for me i mean are you asking like what my why is like for for why i made that goal or like no like like kind of just like because we're talking about grit and like pushing yourself and stuff so i was just like it was, it was i just like thought back to like before the podcast when we were talking about like all the shit luck and everything and like i i kind of went through the same thing with my painters um but like i i just wanted to kind of see like what your like what that why was for you and like how you were gonna like mentally like push yourself or like you know get back into a state where it's like hey like i can do this like i just need to figure out how you know yeah i don't i don't know like to be honest like i just don't like i mean, I guess i i like right now i i just like i don't really know i know like i know i know like uh it sounds kind of dumb but i'm just like the last two weeks i've literally had five people quit you know and i've replaced i i mean it started off with two people and then i replaced those people two people and then they fucking quit and then like had another person start and then they quit it's just like you know like i don't know like how does that happen in two weeks i mean like i think ultimately like honestly there's got to be something that i'm doing or not doing like because i have had like a brutal turnover this year like and i think like it's uh, ultimately at some point it's got to like come down to me so like i mean i I really got to think about that but like do you think it's having brody because like i've found this year in comparison to some of my previous years like my turnover obviously like the last three weeks i also went through a lot of turnover of like hiring people and like them not even starting or like working a day and like quitting or like having another reasons like do you think like you not managing your people like because obviously like you've learned the core skill of management kind of over the past two summers of like how to actually specifically work with painters and clients um and now having someone else who you're managing to manage people potentially like that extra person has like maybe not made the experience quite as good for the paint like do you think that might be why because that's something that i've thought about is like having natasha maybe like the management of them isn't as positive like because i know when i'm upset with people like i take a very positive approach to it and i from what i've talked with natasha about um so has she but i know she also like hasn't gone through all the coaching and training that we have so she's i know also that like low-key kind of intimidating like i just gotta yeah like, she's if she, yeah, she yeah. if she's like pissed at me i feel like i'd be kind of <laughs> yeah. scared yeah i just i just feel like maybe like that difference in management style of like what they got as an expectation with me in the interview of the job and like what the day-to-day was gonna look like and then how it's being ran by natasha like that might be a bit of a disconnect and that might lead to a bit more turnover yeah so like <clears throat> I was like, do you think like, did you think about that of like the Brody factor? Yeah. I mean like there's definitely like, I know uh, like Brody's pretty much decided like he's, he's going to be coming back next year. So, which is, awesome. I know we're going to have lots to talk about at the end of the year. Like there, and, and I know like in September, or October, like whenever we fully wrap things up, um, we kind of agreed to really sit down and, really just dig deep and and figure figure some shit out so like like i guess like yeah there there could be sort of uh 
like we're not on the same page with with things like there could definitely be that where like i i want him to be a certain way and he's not like he thinks it's like different i don't know like so i i definitely i like that's the only real thing that's really different this year than anything else is like the fact that it's not me uh, yeah. working one-on-one with these people but I mean, I don't know, like, it's still, like, I mean, five people, like, it's just, like, why are people quit, you know, quitting, like, a day after, you know, like, a lot of the people, like, a couple of the people are good painters, like, they're actually doing well, you know, so I I don't really know what exactly it is, but like I said, I gotta think about that, but I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, it definitely, yeah, I I mean, it definitely could be, like, and I, I don't know what you say, but do you think you could boil it down to like an expectation setting of what the job actually looks like? I'm not sure. Like maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be worth like calling the people up <laughs> and, and asking them if there was any reason at all. Cause like the, the basically the common theme has been like most of the people that have quit this year have quit because they like found job opportunities that were like either higher paying or like we're going to, uh, provide work for them into the fall and winter. Okay. So like, so but maybe like, that's something they're telling me, like, because they don't want to tell me like this job sucks. I don't know. But yeah. Okay. But like, yeah. I mean, like, if they're good painters, obviously, like, maybe they don't understand the idea of like piece rate specifically enough. Of like, hey, like, yeah, like on paper you're making sixteen bucks per labor hour, but like in reality, here's what you're actually making per hour you work. It's like twenty two yeah. bucks or whatever. So like. Maybe the other job is offering them like seventeen fifty, but they just don't understand that they're actually making significantly more than that per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that could one hundred percent might just be well. like, I, like it might be a disconnect. But yeah, it's very, very frustrating. I, uh, yeah, I definitely went through the same mental process the last two weeks, and I finally like got out of it, and then had to walk off a site. So then like my <laughs> my mind went back to a new place. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I hired a bunch of people. They quit like before they started or they'd work one day or they'd work like a Monday and be like, hey, I'm going on vacation for a week and then they wouldn't come back. Like it was, and obviously that fucks with your schedule. Your clients get upset about yeah, it. Like yeah. there's so much more that like it affects than just like someone quitting. So yeah, no, I know. Especially, especially for some reason. I mean, most people like, lately have been giving me like two or three days notice and it's like i know i mean like hey like they do sign a document that says they're they have to they're required to give us two weeks notice but i mean like i'm not gonna freaking like i can't force somebody to come to work i I literally can't force them to show up right um as, as shitty as it is but it's just like it's really frustrating i just feel like sort of i guess like disrespected you know especially because a couple of the people that quit like the last day that they worked was a joke, you know, it's just like they were disrespecting me. Like, well, they were disrespecting like just the client's property in general. They weren't taking the job very seriously. And essentially they were, they were, they were stealing. I mean, I I know it's like, it's like, it seems a little harsh, but like if you're sitting around expecting to be paid hourly, um, you're, you're effectively stealing company time. Like you're stealing my money, you know, if you're, and, and then you're marking down on the green sheet that you like, worked x amount of hours it's like you're you're quite literally stealing time you know uh not just for myself but also from the people who are working on that job also right because they're but either way uh i don't know like i i guess i i i don't know like maybe i gotta get get through this like kind of hump 
but uh and you will definitely like it, it'll it'll take a bit because like same thing for me i was like pretty like stressed out and annoyed and whatever about um my situation too but like and, and you definitely will push through it because i know you have like that grit that makes you continue to push but yeah i was just interested in like how you were planning to do that or like if that's something you had to kind of figure out yeah no i i definitely personally have to figure that out because to be honest like right now i just want to stop like yeah i could book fair. i could book like one more job and i could not book any more work for the summer and uh and pretty much be done like just wrap up the summer like not say, like with the crew that i have right yeah now. yeah provided nobody else quits you know of course <laughs> yes of course <laughs> but, um yeah i don't know it's it's definitely something i gotta i gotta work out and kind of think about and figure out but uh yeah yeah i have a little question to kind of play devil's advocate on that jacob so do you think that you're you're putting a a relation on hiring people and people quitting or do you think that those people were going to quit regardless and if you hadn't hired the other two you'd be in a worse off space like so the people that are quitting are they other painters or the pa- are they the painters that you're hiring three out of the five that have quit in the last two weeks have uh, have been people i like have worked like three days or something or like four days total like okay so so then with the other two painters if they were going to quit eventually anyway then as shitty as it is to be going through the cycle of hiring hiring dealing with people it probably would have helped it probably it's probably it's been arguably helping that you've been dealing with it because otherwise you would have been down even more people than you currently are right yeah no like for sure because i mean like the other two painters like i mean the the thing with the other two painters the that like aren't weren't fresh hires is like i was it was like pretty out of left field like i wasn't really expecting it you know like it was pretty it was it kind of surprised me quite a bit like if you'd asked me like of all the painters under my crew they would have been like top three for who's not gonna quit you know what i mean so it was like kind of it was kind of uh yeah it was definitely a little bit of a surprise and that kind of like threw me off and then yeah, I had already had a couple people in the in the queue, so like I was able to just like fire them up right away. And uh and then yeah, like uh it just you know, and then and then those couple people like quit after a couple days. So I mean like would I have been better off like like what's your question exactly? Like would I've been better off like uh, I'm just I'm just trying to think because it it seems a little bit like because I I, compl- I really see your frustration, and it's it's very easy at this point to kind of stop the recruiting stage, to stop pushing. But like my my thought behind it would be, is are you gonna lose somebody else in the future? And if you stop, are you gonna be more fucked than you currently are? Right? And then as as painful as it might be to keep going through hiring and ha- hiring and losing people could there be one person that you'll hire that could replace somebody else that you might not see losing? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's for sure a good point. Cause like, yeah, I guess it's, it is like pretty possible that like I could lose everybody in the next two weeks and then I'd be like for sure fucked because <laughs> I do have a, a substantial amount of work to produce. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess either way i really should like just to be on the safe side just keep recruiting yeah 
Yeah, it's always good. That's to definitely like, a good point. It's good to continue to recruit, obviously, right? Because to just to like make sure you have someone. And I mean, with four weeks left in the summer, is it easy to find someone who's like ready to queue up for a four week job? Probably not. <laughs> um, when I went through my uh, super difficult struggle, I know Celeste told me to just reach out to my old painters and see if like any of them would be willing to come in and help. And that's what I did. And I found a couple people actually. And that's kind of how I solved that. So, like, have you thought about doing that? Like, just, like, reaching out to some of your old guys and seeing, like, if anyone's available at all? Well, two... So, I mean, we go through the list from last year. Two of them are uh, out of Calgary. One of them is running their own painting business, apparently. Um, And then one of them quit, like, pretty harshly and, like, basically said, fuck painting, (laughs) essentially. So I don't think he'd be interested in coming back. And then the other two, I get, so there's basically two people who potentially might be interested, but uh, I don't know. I it, I definitely could like reach out to them. Yeah. I, I just reached out and said, Hey, I'm in like a little bit of a, a difficult situation. Got a couple like weeks of the summer left. And uh, unfortunately some of the, some of my guys like have left and I need uh, like one or two people to come in and help fill the gaps in the rest of the summer. And like I totally get it if you're you already got a job or you're not available, but you know like I'm I'm just reaching out to some of the people that I've worked with just to see if anyone's if anyone's free to work for the last couple of weeks. And um, one of them was like, yeah, I can definitely help. The other said like, hey, like if you need me, like you can text me and I'll see if I'm free. But like I have another job, so I mean I got one guy, which was very helpful, and then a person who is kind of like a fill in if I need them. So it didn't like solve my problem, but it helped at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's, it's not a terrible avenue to go down, but yeah, I tried a couple things. Like I had uh, a couple high schoolers, like I had a high schooler who like basically just had a tough experience cold calling earlier in the year. And so they had stopped cold calling for me. They were going to paint in the summer, but then they were like, oh yeah, because basically they're, uh, like they were going to the States or something for all of July. So she was like, Oh, I, I don't think it'd be worth like, I don't think it'd be worth me coming in and painting for like four weeks in August. And I was kind of like, yeah, probably like, probably not. <laughs> but so I reached out to her cause obviously funny enough now it would be, yeah, but she's actually uh, staying in, in the States for another couple of weeks. So she's not even going to be back until like oh, okay, almost the end of August. Uh, and then, yeah, I've just, uh, I, I did get a few applicants on like jazz. So I've kind of contacted them and trying to, trying to set up some interviews there. So I'm not like stopping by any means. It's just like, I don't know. Like, it's like pretty tough to like, just keep going like at this point. Cause yeah, absolutely. It's, well, like, yeah, just me. mentally, right? Like you're just tired and it's just like me- mentally you'll, you'll continue to, to work, but like, f- like, f- like in the back of your head, you're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm so, so tired of like all these people leaving and like it's just so much mental effort to like get over that but like i said like you have that grit that like even though you're like completely over it you like there's something just like work-wise in you that's just like not gonna allow yourself to stop which is what helps you just like kind of continue to like get better every year right yeah either way i mean it's obviously an important attribute you gotta you gotta have the ability to work shit out for sure (laughs) it's not always easy even if you're a third year. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and like, I would say it gets a little bit more tough because like when you're running so much, 
business like one little thing goes wrong like you lose a painter like it's not as well i guess it's not as significant um of a problem obviously if you only have two painters because like you know how the weekly call talks about um the bigger your crew like the less liability you have so like i guess it is a lot of liability if you have one person leaving you only have two or three painters but um when you are running such like a like a large business and you lose a painter like that effect that could affect like four weeks of scheduling so now you have to like fix all of that i guess so so i mean i think that's something to leave off on for you to kind of think about and like really like recoup as to like the why of everything you're doing this summer so that you can have that like little bit of push for for the remainder of the year yeah yeah i agree think so connor yeah i do agree yeah cool well i think that's a good place to kind of leave it for for this week but yeah it was a good good conversation a lot of different different topics in there and um i look forward to uh, chatting with you guys next week Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to click the subscribe button and give us a follow at The Edge Pod on Instagram. We hope you have an amazing week, push for your goals, and remember, stay off your ass.